This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm the Tennessee Dream, if you will. Casey Cage, baby. And I'm here with my longtime good friend. Oh, this is Chad Lil. I was <laughs> you caught me off guard. You caught me off guard. I was so in my head as you're talking. I'm thinking, oh man, I could do the North Carolina nightmare. This is Chad Koloff. And I'm coming to get you. But then I was like, well, that's my Hogan voice. I can't do Nikita's voice. <laughs> oh, dude, you caught me off guard. This is Chad Lil. I'm, yeah. I'm just a special guest today. That's, <laughs> that's, who, that's who you are. Uh, gosh, man. Oh, man. It's so good to get you back on, bro. You know, yeah. I, I can't, man, I can't explain. I've had a few people, like, just say, hey, man, it's good to hear you back on there. And I, they have no idea, man. For two months, taking a hiatus, doing some stuff, man, it is such a blessing. You and I talk about it. It's like this ministers <clears throat> to you and I more than people understand. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm just thankful for this platform, dude. Gosh. anyway it's fun it's an awesome it's an awesome ministry and you know one thing that people don't really think about is it's like preaching the word when when you stand before a congregation or whatever most of the messages that you preach the lord's already preached them to you first absolutely a lot of times he's preaching them to you as you're preaching it to the people you're Uh, right you know, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of times we come on here and we rarely ever uh, have an idea what we're going to talk about. We just, you know, call it in a ring and yeah. just, just you know, chat and let the spirit lead. And but every single time I come out of it and I'm like, yeah, I needed to hear that. <laughs> it's true, man. And you're right, dude. When you're when, when I'm standing in a pulpit preaching a message, a lot of the times it's the Lord ministering to me. Uh, and allowing me to minister to others through my situation. And, you know, we talked about the past two months through the divorce and all this stuff I'm going through of how I look at the beginning of the year and the things the Lord had kind of laid on you and my heart or mine. Yeah. Is that right? Is that right? Uh, English? I don't know. I'm a, <laughs> look, I'm a country boy. I'm a country boy. No matter you and my heart. There you go. But, and, and I just look at the things through the past two months of like, man, it's cool to see uh, how in the midst of this little uh, trial, man, that, that, um, what the Lord ministered to me throughout the year has, has helped me, has helped guide me through this situation. And that's just how he works, bro. I mean, it's really, um, you, you, you and I listen to Bill Johnson quite often and, you know, he's, uh, in the season of losing his wife and we listened to that sermon that he preached, I guess, what was it, man, not even a week after his wife's death. Yeah. And, and just to hear him weep over his wife's death, but also, minister through this season and him talking about still the goodness of God, no matter what, um, he still trusts the Lord. He still leans on the Lord. And, uh, man, this is so true. It's so it's, I don't know, bro. I'm just speechless sometimes about how good God is. I can see it in this season of just, um, yesterday at church or sorry, past last Sunday at church, he, I can just feel the presence of Christ, man. We had altar call. You just feel him walking by. You know, just that, that cool breeze, man. And it was like, ah, unless you feel it, you don't understand it. And when, when you feel it, you go, man, that's something different. It ain't some air duck up on the ceiling blowing air past me. That's the presence of Jesus Christ walking by you and, and tapping you on the arm or, or, or touching your heart saying, I love you and I got you. Yeah, man. I, you know, we were the same. We were the same way. It, it, when, you, <clears throat> when you said something about y'all's service, 
uh, on Sunday. I was like, man, that's just so awesome because we had like the same atmosphere. And I mean, it was uh, just the spirit just started moving. Uh, you know, I go to Chestui Worship Center with Pastor Samuel Berger on Sunday mornings. They would do the Kingdom Family Gatherings on Sunday evening. But like at Chestui, you know, the presence of the Lord just fell. Uh, and people just started testifying and sharing and then praying over each other. And just, you could just feel, I mean, at one point, uh, at one point I was just on my knees weeping Mm -hmm. and shaking under the power of God, just the atmosphere. And that's, Man, people who don't understand that, you know, for the, I I really, I feel bad for the churches who are caught in, I don't know, whatever it is, their traditions, their denominationalism, their own, you know, they, they believe a, a denominational tradition or a man's tradition over the word of God, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they don't submit to the moving and operation of the Holy spirit. They're missing so much. They're completely missing what this Christian walk is supposed to be, man. It's right. not ever about repeating a prayer, getting dunked underwater and sitting on a church pew for most of them bored out of their mind for a couple hours a week. And then just going about their life. It, it's so yeah. much more being in the presence of the Holy spirit, uh, hearing the Lord speak to you, giving you direction, being led by the spirit in your everyday life. You know, we think of, we think of being spirit led as, Oh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we just do what the Bible says. Uh, and you know, it's not exactly that. And it's not just always at church. You know, your spirit led life is is most uh, way more than just at church. You know, led life is every decision that you make every, I mean, going down the road and the Lord's giving you a word for somebody across the street or in the grocery store or whatever in the gym, just being the light of the world, right? Salt of the earth, um, you know, every day of your life. And, and I mean, you can't do it without allowing the Holy spirit to move in you and through you. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's man, it's allowing your spirit led life. You said it, it's like, it's not just, you know, in your car and the Lord says, I, I got a word for somebody or I got a word for you, but it's, it's, it comes with renewing your mind also. So I'm in the process, man, of renewing my mind from things that happened when I was a little boy, like um, just, I mean, being very open and vulnerable here, <clears throat> seeing my mother get beat at the age of you know five or six years old as a little boy, I go into a room and trap myself in the room because I can't do anything. I'm mm-hmm. not a physical man. There's nothing I could have done. So I found it through my life with issues and problems. I've shut my mind down or I've got moody or I've got angry. Mm-hmm. So being spirit led to me also means okay, if something triggers you and you, you instantly inside your mind, you're like, man, that makes me mad. It makes you want to rage or whatever. It's starting to renew your mind and saying, no, 
I'm, 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 I'm a child of God. How can I react to this in a, in a godly way? So I'm learning, man, it's renewing your mind literally every single day. Yeah. It's, it's allowing the Lord to work in you, allowing and being, being humble enough to understand your issues and saying, okay, God fix me, show me what I need to work on. Um, and just truly allowing him to, um, make you new. And I was reading, what was this second Corinthians five seventeen last night? I think that's right. Let me, let me flip to the old Bible here. I think I got the scripture, right? All right. Sorry guys. I'm, I'm working here. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. Second Corinthians five seventeen. It's just, it maybe I was reading that last night and I was thinking, you know, I became a new creation at the, at, when I was born again at 17. Um, and, but even through my crazy times, when I rededicated my life to the Lord and truly submitted to him and realized man, I got to be led by the spirit, stop being led by the flesh. It was putting away those old things and allowing Christ to work in me and through me every single day. And we're all a work in progress. I think it's something that, uh, some days you're going to fail other days you're going to succeed, but I had a conversation with mom last night about, you know, some things she's going through. And I said, and she was like, well, I feel like I need to, um, you know, do this, this, and this. I said, no, 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 mom, wait a minute. I said, you're, 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 you're going about a checklist here. Mm. God's not into how much you can do. If you miss a day at church or you miss a day in your Bible, he's not about, well, I got to read three days in a row, or I need to go to the church three times this week. God, that's not God. That's not a loving God. I said, don't look at it that way. I said, just realize, Hey, tomorrow's a new day. The Lord's not mad. He still loves you. And it's just, man, it's just realizing how good he is. And he's not a, uh, we've said it a thousand times. He's not a judge with the big gavel slamming down on the desk. And she was like, well, wow, I never really thought about it that way. <laughs> so, man, it was really cool. Resting in the, uh, resting in the finished work of Christ is so important. It's not that we won't want to go to church or read the Bible or, or be in his presence in prayer or whatever. It's not that we won't want to do any of those things when we're truly resting in the finished work of the Lord, the Holy spirit's empowering us to live that righteous and holy life. And we desire the things that God desires, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> so it's not about doing it as a checklist. It's about being spirit led, letting him lead you. One of the big things that <laughs> I, it, it's funny, uh, frustrating situation for me this past week, uh, through text message. And this is one of those being spirit led moments. You know, you say, like I said something, it was short and sweet. And I, I prayed about it for a while. You know, uh, when I got a text message that was kind of frustrating, I was like, Hmm. And I didn't reply for like, uh, 12 hours. Yeah. No. And I, I just put the phone down and didn't, didn't, you know, I was just letting the Lord. And, and then, you know, I finally replied and it was short and sweet. And I said what I meant and I meant what I said. And, you know, that was that. And then get bombarded with more messages on top of that. And it's like, do I reply? And the Lord's like, no, you said what you was supposed to say. It's <laughs> done. You know, <laughs> just, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's <clears throat> a lot of times we feel like we've got to have the last word. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of the things from uh, the KFG this past Sunday that the Lord really laid on my heart uh, in Mark chapter four, uh, verses 35 through 40 is when Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side uh, of the lake and him and the disciples get in the boat and then the storm comes and Jesus, he's, he's laid down sleeping and, and they're all terrified. You know, the, the boat's about to get, it looks like the boat's about to get swamped and everything. And when he gets up, uh, when he gets up and rebukes the storm, tells it to hush and be still, the wind stops, the water becomes perfectly calm. And then reading from the Passion, this is what jumped out to me. Uh, most translations say uh, like something like, do not fear, oh, ye of little faith or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way the Passion puts it kind of just grabbed a hold of me. In verse 40, it says, Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? Yeah. That that question, haven't you learned to trust yet? In every situation, in every season of your life, everything that you're going through, the enemy tries to throw storms at you and tries to throw things at you to get you uh, moved out of your place of being spirit led. He wants you to start trying to be led by your flesh. Uh, He wants you to start trying to, he wants you to start trying to react to the things that are coming against you instead of resting and saying, okay, Lord, uh, is there anything here for me to do? Or is this just one of those things? I just keep my mouth shut and don't do anything. And you're taking care of it. You know, haven't you learned to trust yet? So, I mean, so many, so many things that we go through in life that we just need to, we need to ask ourselves that. And we need to hear the spirit because I'm sure he's speaking that to us a whole lot. You know, we need to hear the spirit saying that, uh, whether it's a text message conversation or whether it's a, a, a divorce, whatever we're going through in life, we need, we need to just remember. Yeah. We can trust him. He's a good, good father, and he's not ever going to leave us or forsake us or leave us stranded. Right. I mean, I was talking to a friend yesterday at church, and my pastor had said something in his sermon in regards to how many of us come here to church every single Sunday bringing the same thing over and over again as if we don't trust that God's going to provide. You know, look, I'm not undermining the fact of people losing um children to death or divorces, like pain's real, man. Mm -hmm. But we, I think there comes a point, which is where I'm at now where yes, the pain's real, but I have to, like you said, I have to trust. Why are you so afraid? I have to, and we started talking, buddy and I, we were like, you know, you're going through a season. A lot of times it's a season with, you know, maybe one or two things is kind of going on, but we tend to forget because we're so consumed in that moment of, of chaos that's going on and all these voices flying around that we forget about the times the Lord has walked us through other seasons. Like we, we tend to forget, and it reminds me of the Israelites when Moses is leading them through the wilderness. They're like, well, how are we going to eat? What are we going to do? And he goes, don't you remember what the Lord did? Like he brought you through the Red Sea and all this stuff. And like, so we're so quick to, to doubt God or be afraid of a situation. And instead of going, okay, I'm going to look at my situation now, but I'm also going to remember the goodness of the Lord throughout 
all of my life and how, man, even when I was in my drinking and all this other stuff, he was bringing me through seasons and helping me through trials and uh, seeing me through, you know, just stupid choices I made probably. Now, why would he not get me through this season? So when my pastor said every single week, we got certain ones, you know, that just continue to bring the same burden back to the Lord, which is okay. He knows our heart. He wants us to bring him things. But there comes a point when you have to go to the altar and say, Lord, this is yours. Uh, There's nothing I can do about it. Worry's not going to help. Anxiety's not going to help. And I'm I'm reminded, man, I've been in Psalm 46 for like three days now, just kind of digging into it. Uh, Verses one through three reminds me of what I'm talking about now. It says, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, and though its waters roar and foam, and though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And and I started to think about those verses, and I was like, God is our refuge and strength, and ever, you know, He's our present help in trouble. And those pictures that are painted right there with the mountains and sea and all this stuff, I think about the the trials of life. What's raging in our mind? What's raging in our life right now? What's out of control? But bro, you go down to verse ten, and there's this simple, simple verse. It says, be still and know that I'm God in that midst. And you mentioned it last week, first Kings uh, 19, where Elijah was called out and, and all this stuff, the earthquake, the fire and all this stuff was going on. God wasn't in that, but he was in that still small voice. And when it says, be still and know that I'm God, it reminds me. And I want to speak to someone today that you're going through the fire. You're going through an earthquake. You're going through a life of chaos There's a moment where you got to just be still and know that he's God and remember the times where he brought you, you know, per se through the Red Sea. He parted those waters. So, you know, just remember the goodness of God. It's hard for us sometimes because our little feeble minds, the enemy gets in there. His schemes are, his schemes are, uh, you know, he's a trickster, man. He'll, he'll latch on to one little thing and then it just starts to, you know, multiply. But we have to remember how good our God is. And in the midst of that, he's there to calm us. Um, if we just sit in his presence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said um, there's so many times that, that Jesus speaks to the disciples and they, you know, it's like, why are you afraid? You know, why are you full of fear? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same spirit that Jesus has. Yeah. Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in our mortal bodies. If we have the exact same spirit that Jesus has, what do we have to be afraid of? Because here's what we've got to realize. We, we were talking in the marriage class last week. Um, that my mom and stepdad teach. And uh, we have some awesome discussions, Uh, but we were talking about constant arguing, right? uh, You know, and how sometimes married couples get caught in the rut of constantly bickering and arguing with each other. And what that is, is a lack of submission to each other. You know, the Bible in Ephesians five says, wives submit to your husbands. And then it says, husbands love your wives as Christ uh, loved the church and gave himself for. 
that's talking about a mutual submission. And so when, when we are not, um, when we're not in submission, then there's going to be a lot of conflict. And so whether it's in a marriage or whether it's in our regular daily life, if we're not in submission to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, then there's going to be conflict. We're going to, uh, because you're either being led by the spirit or you're being led by the flesh. There's, you know, there's no in between. It's kind of like what people don't like to hear. You know, you're either a born again child of God or, and you're serving God or you're serving Satan. There's no, you know, but you're either, you're either being led by the spirit of God or you're being led by your flesh. And we've got to, we've got to rest in Jesus in what he's already done and accomplished for us and be led by the spirit and quit letting our flesh. I, uh, Good brother, uh, Frank at, at church, the, you know, yeah. the guy in the wheelchair, that's such a blessing. That's on the worship. Yeah, man. He, he, he prayed over us, uh, last Sunday and he cracked me up and in, in, at the end of his prayer, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, Lord, just give us the strength to continue feeding the good dog and, and starving the bad dog. <laughs> Uh, love and, it, uh, dude. And man, that just that but it's it's so true. If we if we just submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit instead of submitting to our flesh, yeah, then God's got <laughs> this. Every situation that we ever go through, God's got this. Submit to the leadership of the Spirit, even when we don't see the other side, even when we don't see what what's coming around the corner, just submit to the leadership of the Spirit. <laughs> Dude, and I think we, we let our, our minds get, our intelligent minds get so involved sometimes that it pulls us away and we start to think about other things. And it's so childlike. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, um, it's very simple. The gospel is a simple message. And for instance, taking my daughter to school the other day <clears throat> on Monday, and I just spark up a conversation with her about Jesus. Usually I'm trying to, you know, talk to her about some things. I said, have a good day at school, Ava. Like, just remember today, Jesus loves you. He's always with you through everything. And I started to tell her about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where, where, you know, Jesus is in the fire and her little mind, she's thinking probably like, I hope I don't ever get set on fire, but you know, she's, she's, she's understanding it. And I said, you know, Jesus is with you through trials, through hard times, through good times. And then she just said something simple, like the six-year-old little mind, she went, and Jesus helps us when we're lost. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, it's that simple, bro. I said, you're absolutely right, sweetie. And I said, that's why we, and I'm driving. And I say, you see this road? If daddy veers off to the right or to the left, there's trees. We're going to get in a wreck. I'm going to hurt somebody. But if daddy stays on this road where he's supposed to, and I started to explain the narrow path. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, she goes, I understand. He, you know, and it's just, it's that simple, man. If we just get out of our, if I get out of my 40 year old mind, which is seen and heard and done a lot of crap and yep. just keep it simple and understand who Jesus is and who he is in my life and then what he's been in my life, just like that six year old little girl, man, it's that simple. It's not that hard, really. That's led by the spirit, bro. A little six year old girl is led by the spirit when she says stuff like that. Childlike faith. 
You know, yeah, man. You know, Jesus, Jesus actually said he he told his disciples. <clears throat> he grabs a kid, sets him in his lap, and he says, mm-hmm. "He says unless you become like one of these little children, yeah, you will not inherit the kingdom of God." Yeah. And it's talking about childlike faith being yeah. being led by the Spirit. You know, <clears throat> that's the thing. You know. Maturity in in our eyes, in the world's eyes, is becoming independent. But yep. spiritual maturity is becoming totally dependent on God. Totally. And so, so there's where the difference is. When a when a little kid, you know, they depend on they depend on their parents for everything. You got to change the diaper. You got to fix the food. You got to you got to provide a roof over their head, clothes on their back, all that stuff. That's yeah. how that's how Jesus wants us to be with Him. Mm-hmm. fully dependent on him for everything, no matter how big, no matter how small, fully dependent on him. And one thing about kids, man, that I am That's good. so blessed with, I remember <clears throat> when uh, my daughters uh, came home saying that they gave their lives to Jesus at the boys and girls club. Uh, they were like six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I set them down and started drilling them. I'm like, all right, now, what makes you think this? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I was acting like a self-righteous religion. And, dude, them. I, yeah, I remember the Lord saying, don't you ever doubt me. Yeah, I man. Saying, and, I mean, that that hurt. And And so, you know, here I was thinking that I was such a strong man of faith and I'm I'm doubting what he's already done in them, but I also remember I also remember them being little and people prophesying over them the the things that God was going to use them for. Mm-hmm. And in some, I'm seeing that stuff happen. And there were so many back then that, oh. You know, they're just little kids. They don't know. They don't know. And, you know, the church for so long has thought, oh, this is a this is an adult social club. You know, just put the kid in children's church and, let them be, you know, let them be babysat by somebody and and just play games over there while we're in our own social club. No, man, I I, I remember seeing my kids. um being involved in services and praying for people. I mean, one uh, this past week was was sharing a testimony of when Cannon prayed for him. Uh, I believe it was his back was out. And Cannon mm-hmm. prayed for him when he was like three years old. And his back was immediately healed instantly. And, wow. you know, so – God can use anyone and we shouldn't be pushing the kids out. And I I love hearing stuff like that about Ava because it makes me think of when my kids were that small and I just know that God can and will do the same thing in her and others like that. Mm -hmm. That's one lesson. I don't know how we got off on this subject, but that's one (laughs) lesson, man, that, that we as adults really need to understand. We need to have our kids, no matter what their age is, we need to have them in the the midst, in the presence 
of the the moving and operation of the Holy Spirit as much yeah. as possible because man God can do amazing things and he always uses he always uses the ones who don't think that they're equipped you mm-hmm. know we've talked about it before he he doesn't call the equipped he equips the called and Absolutely. so that don't matter what your age is that don't matter what your uh you know social status is or what your background is man God can use people and I love watching him uh move and and do things like that through kids man you, you we've seen it at Remy youth retreat I mean we had different ages what some of the we had a couple of 10 year olds I think it was Jason's um son and and his, his little buddy but 12 to you know 18 I mean <clears throat> even at 18 I mean to us you and I I mean those are still kids I mean but to see what the Lord did in those two days we were there mm-hmm. we kept it simple but we saw how good the how good god is and how simple the gospel is and just the transformation uh in a generation that we're trying to push into and and we go back to the lord's taught me so many lessons through ava i mean season i'm going through now i can look back on things where you know i've told the story the lifter of my head psalm 3 3 where i lifted her head with my finger you know and i've, I've had to be reminded of that in this season of of keep my eyes on the Lord. My pastor come up to me and hugged me yesterday and just kind of encouraged me. And I won't share all the words he said, but he, he just said, man, just stay focused. And I said, pastor Nathan, all I can do is keep my eyes on the cross. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I've lived life trying to do it without God before, but there is no hope in that. Why would I curse God? Um, when I know that he is my, he's my, my strength, my refuge. He is my help in trouble through all the chaos. And man, it's just, it's that simple, Casey. And I, and I wish that um, folks could understand that. I think we are getting to a time where the church at, at a whole, as a whole, is just going back to the simple message of the gospel, like a Billy Graham back in the day, like a Leonard Ravenhill that would preach revival and preach hell and preach heaven. And it's not about a prosperity, sugar-coated gospel anymore. We speak about this often, man. Um but I think the church as a whole is getting back to that because we see what's going on in the nation. We see that uh, the church, uh, for, for the most part, uh, not all churches, but the church has failed in a way yeah. to lead and to, to share Christ. They've gotten comfortable. And man, we got to come back to a time where we have that childlike faith and just share the gospel. Look, the, the fact is you and I can go out here today and share the gospel at a wrestling show or wherever we are to five people out of out of those five people, three of them may literally spit in our face, curse us, scream at us. But the other two may accept Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and Jesus, he suffered the same thing. The disciples suffered the same thing, dude. Um, but that's what we're called to do. We have been given a message of reconciliation. I read that last night in Corinthians as well. Yeah. And we are called to tell people the simple message of the gospel and that it can save them from a life um, of, of hell, basically. Amen. Amen. Well, in our last couple of minutes here, do you have uh, anything coming up uh, that you would like to, to throw out for everybody? So we're all, uh, well, man, what is today's day? Uh, <laughs> the, 20- hey, the 28th. 20th. Okay, yeah, sorry, uh, 28th. So, yes, this Sunday, the 30th in Burlington, I'm actually going to get some uh, – 
my buddy Jeff is in Argentina at the time. He's going to get me a flyer for the uh, faith force we're doing at a church in Burlington, North Carolina. So um, another one of the kind of power team things where we get a chance to go in and share the gospel. That'd be my first ministry opportunity back, you know, in a couple months. I'm very excited about that one. Um, other than that, I, I'm, I got some stuff coming up that is just, you know, pastors reaching out to me a little bit. I'm kind of just letting the Lord open up some doors. I don't have a lot going on. Um, I'm just asking for prayers for the, uh, trip in December that I'm going on for seven, nine days with Dr. Michael Brown. Yeah. Uh, if you've never heard of him, please check out line of fire with Dr. Michael Brown, but I'm going to India with him for, for, you know, eight to 10 days in December, uh, on a mission trip, uh, man, it's going to be life changing. Yeah. I'm praying for the opportunity to go into this, this country that is, you know, obviously, uh, many different types of religions and gods and stuff that they worship. Uh, but where I can share Jesus Christ. So uh, just be in prayer about that for me in prayer for this season. I'm in man, uh, the Lord's edifying me and, and dude, I can sit here and just uh, dude, give him praise. That's all I can do. So yeah. that's it for me. Amen. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the testimonies from India. That's going to be, that's going to be an awesome. And we've still got a few weeks before that happens, but man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's just going to be a great, time and and uh i believe the lord is really going to uh not only use you guys to minister to people but man just to pour into y'all so we're definitely praying about that also if anybody is in the benton tennessee area uh you can join us uh let me let me give a plug for chestui worship center it's 1414 athens road calhoun tennessee uh sunday morning uh Sunday school is at 10 a.m. And they also have a marriage class, like like I mentioned earlier. Uh, worship begins at 11. Um, great, uh, great church and uh, Pastor Samuel Berger, good friend of mine. Uh, so if you're in that area and you're looking for somewhere to worship on Sunday mornings, uh, check out Chestui Worship Center. Also, uh, Kingdom Family Gathering at the Boys and Girls Club, Sunday evenings, Vertical Youth at 5 p.m., and then uh, worship at at six. And man, we're having some great meetings. And like you said a minute ago, edifying. And yeah. I'm just looking forward to whatever the Lord is doing there. That's the Boys and Girls Club in Benton, Tennessee, 280 Campbell Road, Benton. Uh, so if you're in that area, uh, please come check us out and and just worship the Lord with us. And um there's, there's Red Rooster. Red Rooster. I, I know. I thought we were going to make it through one. I thought we were going to make it through one without without him voicing his opinion. I love but it. He's like some of these loudmouth people who don't know when to shut up. Where's my BB gun? Uh, kidding, Peter. I'm sorry. I'm just Peter. kidding. I'm just. <laughs> uh, oh man, oh, I love right. it. All right, guys, we thank you guys for – oh, what I was saying before the Red Rooster cut in, uh, you can uh, follow the Kingdom Family Gathering uh, Facebook group uh, for updates on that. So um, we love everybody. We thank you for joining us. Questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, praise reports, email wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.